The Daily 202 is sponsored by T. Rowe Price. Check out The Confident Wallet, a personal finance podcast series by T. Rowe Price and the Washington Post Brand Studio. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, February 1st. In today's news, the Senate rebukes President Trump on Syria. Trump claims his intelligence chiefs actually agree with him on everything, despite their public testimony to the contrary. And Herman Cain might join the Federal Reserve. But first, the big idea. President Trump signaled that he will soon declare a national emergency to begin building a border wall without congressional authorization. In an interview yesterday with The New York Times, he declared that the congressional negotiations to craft a deal before another shutdown on February 15th are a, quote, waste of time. He added that he's set the table to act unilaterally. Trump's comments came as Nancy Pelosi once again insisted that a deal would not include a single dollar for wall funding, which the president calls a prerequisite. Members of the special committee charged with producing a compromise insisted that this outside interference from party leaders on both sides is inhibiting them from reaching an agreement, with several saying that left to their own devices, they could do it in a day. But the reality is that any agreement requires assent from Trump and Pelosi. This is leading several members of the committee to question whether their efforts are futile. Showing how far apart everyone is right now, a group of liberal House members announced last night that they will vote against any bill unless it reduces funding for DHS and ICE, which is not going to happen. Now, there's a human element to these debates that we must not give short shrift. My Post colleagues Maria Sacchetti and Francisco Alvarado report this morning that immigrants across the country have been showing up for deportation hearings that turn out to not have actually been scheduled. Immigrants stood in long lines in San Francisco, packed the immigration court in Arlington, Virginia, and battled traffic in Miami before court officials turned them away. Similar confusion erupted on October 31st, when hundreds of immigrants turned up for court nationwide and were told that they didn't actually have hearings scheduled. Immigration lawyers say these fake dates have been issued by the Trump administration since a Supreme Court ruling last June said that all notices to appear in immigration court for due process purposes, must include a date, time, and location. So government officials have just been making up arbitrary dates using the last day of the month. Looking ahead to next Tuesday night, Democrats are using their State of the Union guests to highlight the Trump Organization's treatment of undocumented workers. Sandra Diaz, a native of Costa Rica who worked at Trump's New Jersey golf club from 2010 to 2013, will attend the speech as a guest of Jimmy Gomez, a House Democrat from California. Diaz is now a legal permanent resident of the U.S., but she was undocumented at the time of her employment by Trump. She will join Victorina Morales, a Guatemalan who also worked at Trump's Bedminster property and is attending the speech as a guest of Bonnie Watson Coleman, the Democrat from New Jersey. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, the vast majority of Senate Republicans backed Majority Leader Mitch McConnell on Thursday afternoon in a rebuke of Trump's rationale for withdrawing U.S. troops from Syria and Afghanistan. They voted 68 to 23 to declare that the Islamic State's presence and activity in both countries continue to pose a serious threat to the United States. The measure, 
presented as an amendment to a broader Middle East policy bill, is a striking reprimand of the president from a GOP that has become increasingly comfortable expressing its opposition to Trump's foreign policy. That it was spearheaded by McConnell, who often waits to cross Trump until there's overwhelming momentum in his conference, indicates just how deeply the president's announcements broke faith within the party. And a reminder that politics makes strange bedfellows, every Senate Democrat expected to run for president in 2020 voted against the amendment. Like Trump, they want troops to come home from Syria and Afghanistan. Number two, Trump claimed that intelligence leaders who contradicted him on a number of national security issues during a Senate hearing earlier this week were, quote, misquoted. The director of the CIA and the head of national intelligence were summoned to the White House yesterday afternoon for a photo op with Trump. The president then tweeted a picture of them all together and said, quote, we are all on the same page. But they aren't. The hearing before the intelligence committee was public and carried on multiple TV networks. Coates, speaking on behalf of the other five witnesses, submitted 42 pages of written testimony on a wide range of security threats. Video of the hearing is posted on the committee's website. And none of the agencies whose leaders testified have issued a single retraction or amendment to their written or spoken statements. Number three, remember Herman Cain? Trump is considering appointing the former presidential candidate and pizza industry executive to the board of the Federal Reserve. Cain became famous for his overly simplified tax plan known as 999 and for allegations that he repeatedly sexually harassed women during his time running the National Restaurant Association. Trump met on Wednesday with Cain to talk about the position. Cain, who has always denied any wrongdoing, confirmed that he went to the White House as he put it to a Post reporter who reached him on his cell, quote, it's hard to miss a six-foot black man in a black hat walking out of the White House. When Kane was facing a string of sexual harassment allegations in 2011, Trump defended him and suggested that all the women who had come forward to accuse him were merely seeking attention. Just like he would say about his own accusers in subsequent years, Trump told Fox News that the women who came forward to accuse Kane, quote, love having their names splashed across the front pages. If Trump taps Kane, all these past allegations will be re-aired during his confirmation hearing. If he got confirmed anyway, the country would once again be forced to confront the question it did after Brett Kavanaugh secured his lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court. How much has really changed in the Me Too era? And that's the Daily 202 for Friday, February 1st. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you on Monday. Thank you.